0: Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to
1: women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray
0: the swag is real y'all the swag link is working if you want to be sporting the coolest thing at pinball expo or your next major pinball events go to the website backbox click on the swag link and get yourself a handy dandy shirt it is super cool it comes not only in unisex sizes but it also comes in ladies sizes and it's super soft it's like that bella canvas shirt so i'm very excited about it yeah no y'all are gonna love it if you guys are interested go get some swag. I'm very excited about it. I can't believe I feel like I'm legit a legit podcaster now because I have a shirt. I have some merch (laughs) you guys can wear out and about. The more important part, the reason why you guys are here, the interviews, the ladies I bring on the show, I am super excited about the pinballer I have on today. She is known in the community for creating a super cool Wonder Woman pinball machine. And we're going to hear more about that later in the show. From London, Ontario, please help me welcome Julie Dorsers.
1: Yay! Thank you for having me, Lauren. It's good to be here. I love talking pinball.
0: Awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it, Julie. For those folks who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you, uh, how you started in the hobby, and where you are today?
1: Uh, I didn't start until a little bit later in life. Uh, I grew up in, on a farm, so there wasn't a lot of pinball around me. But when I came to college in London, Ontario, here. I would go to the bar, and there was a Adams family actually in uh, the one bar, and I would always play it because I don't actually drink; I'm allergic to alcohol. So uh, my friends would start repeating themselves, and I would go over and play the pinball machines, and I got pretty good. I I actually I actually went to the hospital because of a pinball machine. What? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was playing in the bar, and somebody dropped a beer bottle, and it broke and sliced the back of my leg. And they had to drive me to the hospital. And oh my I god! Stitches. I got like eight st- stitches in the back of my leg, and I never had to wait in line at that bar again. So it was great. So <laughs> I would think not. You know,
0: now that if you if you bled in the establishment, I think you're good to go.
1: And I think the owner was very scared because you know I. I obviously there's lawsuits, but I was, I was like, Oh, and it didn't really hurt. Cause it was just very superficial, but it was enough that I needed a few stitches. So, and the doctor was hot. So, I was actually Woo-hoo! Like, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and then uh, that bar actually changed and they didn't have pinball. And then there was another bar that I would go to and they had a couple of machines And that's kind of how I got my nickname. So they had a Star Trek Next Generation game. And uh, I was pretty good at it and kept getting my name up. And one of my buddies started calling me Janeway, and it stuck. So I have a license plate that says Janeway, and um, it's because of pinball.
0: Oh, my gosh, that's too cool.
1: Yeah, and then there was kind of a, a time frame where there wasn't pinball anywhere. And you didn't see too many pinballs around. But I had a friend who said, they're going to start a pinball league. And I was like, a pinball league? Where's there's, Where are their pinballs? They said, oh, these guys have pinballs in their basement. They have games in their basement? Wow. So I joined the league and I've been part of the league since its inception here in London, Ontario, Lopel. And I've been treasurer of the league since since it started to help out. And that kind of got me hooked into pinball and competitive pinball.
0: Oh, my goodness. I love it. And
1: I actually run a weekly tournament at, um, at a record store. Uh, they have uh, five games in there. And uh, we play every Monday, too. So I play... Usually once a week, but sometimes two or three times a week.
0: Oh my gosh, Julie, you have become even cooler now. I love it. So, first of all, I was a huge fan of Captain Janeway. And when I saw, I'm not going to say it out loud, but when I saw your email address, I'm like, is this a link to Janeway from from Star Trek? I wasn't sure.
1: It was, it totally is.
0: Ah, uh, I've got my, my Star Trek mojo is strong. Yes. I'm i awesome. I'm a Trekkie y'all. I've talked about it for a Trekker, excuse me, Trekker Not I mean, I like Star Wars. Don't get me wrong. I like it, but not the way I love Star Trek. Like I was like bread and like f- spoon fed Star Trek since I was a child.
1: Yeah. I, uh, we watched Star Trek a lot in this house and, uh, my partner, Tim actually went to the convention in Vegas this summer and got his picture taken with, uh, the, a lot of the discovery people. You got a whole group photo. Oh, fun! Yeah, so uh, this is a very trekky household.
0: No, I l- see you're my people. Although
1: he knows way more of the trivia than I do,
0: <laughs> and, and I think that's where I'm at. I love watching the show. Like I'm a next gen fan. I could sit there and kind of rack and stack the shows and the movies. But people who, well, that is an episode. Blah blah blah. In season such and such, and I go like, okay, you've you've done you've taken it too far. <laughs> yeah.
1: But we need those people. We need those people. Yeah, we we do need those people. But I, my, my partner can quote lines. I'm like, I don't remember what happens, you know. And so I just rewatched the episode, and um, yeah, so it's it's fun. It is a lot of fun. And uh, sometimes I watch Next Gen, and I, I laugh at some of the wardrobe choices. Uh, I forget it was in the 80s or the early oh, yeah. and the Puffy Shoulders, D- but it does make... Yeah, their
0: their shoulder pad game is strong, strong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, no, I, I am a huge Star Trek fan. If if you guys ever see me somewhere, we can talk about Star Trek all day long. Oh my God, I'm see, Julie, we were meant to hang out and chat. See, that's what it is. It's all kismet, I tell you what. All right, pinball news.
1: There are quite a few pinball people. Who loves Star Trek. It's true.
0: It's true. And then I'm like, well, which Star Trek would I want? And like in my pretend imaginary collection, I'm like, well, which one would I want? Would I want Star Trek Pro with Chris Pine, who I is just adorable? Or would I want the OG? I want to stare down Jean-Luc. God, I'm going to have to go. I, I got to go with the Cadillac. I got to go with the Jean-Luc, I think. I, you know, as much as I love Chris Pine, I got to go with the, because that's my favorite. I have to go with that one. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. We've digressed.
1: <laughs> well, i I actually own the Star Trek: Next Generation game, and uh, it was my first game, and it's still my favorite. So I, I don't know. I, I I do love the new Star Trek: Stern. I like it's great, but uh, I think the Next Gen is still one of the best games.
0: I love it. I love it. All right. Guys, when I contacted Julie and, like, I wanted her to come on because I had heard about the Wonder Woman machine, I saw her in adorable photos with Mr. Pinball profile, Jeff Teolis. I'm like, I want to be friends with Julie. I want to get to know her. (laughs) And I was worried because we weren't going to have enough news. Oh, no, it's going to be a, you know, a rehash of the last three weeks. But, oh, no, y'all, a whole bunch of stuff happened this week. So we're going to try to condense news as best we can. There's a lot of stuff. Some of it you've heard. Some of it you haven't heard. So let's get started. First thing, I have to talk about this just because, and I mentioned it to Julie before we started, I feel old because uh, I saw Zach Menny's 2.0 Cribs, Pinball Cribs edition uh, this afternoon, and it was I liked it. Overall, I'm going to give it 3.5 stars out of four because it was too Cribs-like. So for our younger people, Cribs was a show on MTV where they would go into famous people, B-list actors' houses, um, singers, and they would look at their whole house and just look at all their stuff. It was very weird. You'd look in their fridge and you do all this stuff.
1: Did they go to Snoop Dogg's house?
0: Yes, they did. That was it. An- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was all <so> cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's stuff like that, y'all, for our younger listeners. For those of a certain age, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Kid Crusoe from St. Louis opened his home. He has an epic collection. So well done on him. But it was a little too cribs like. They went way too hard on the cribs. Just dial it back just throttle back a little bit and give me more about the machines and about like the collection. They showed it, but you know how I cribs was like check this out. Look at this. Da-da-da. I get it. Like I I totally get it. But I would like to hear more about why did you pick that machine? Why is your collection curated this way? You know, uh, th- th- those kind of things. So
1: Well, last week um I think Jeff Teolis posted in Pinball Profile, there was a video of our, our president of Lopel, who uh, they they did a video about his collection and about his, um, it's called a collector's, uh, I can't remember what the name of it, but it shows his collection. It talks about how he buys games, sells games, and it shows him going and buying a game and getting parts and it shows a tournament. And uh, so but it was just a little little small video that was done, I think, by some students. But uh, it, it, had, it didn't have the crib vibe, but it was pretty interesting to see all his collection. Because he's gone through hundreds of games. Like he buys them, plays them, and then sells them and buys more games. And uh, he actually has a Humpty Dumpty.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And they were going to play it in the playoffs, but they decided not to. It's quite interesting. And, and I'm always amazed, like, who has all the money like, <laughs> to buy all these games? Yeah.
0: Chris, if you need to adopt a um, 40-ish lady, I mean, I'll go live with you. I could be your, like, third, fourth kid, whatever. I'm, I, I, I'm totally fine with that. Uh, my husband will understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, his collection was epic. And he had a really nice... I'm from Texas. We don't have basements in Texas. So I was just, they have a, he has a whole tricked out like game room basement area. It was beautiful. Then they went outside and looked at the cars. I was like, okay, that was the point where I'm like, y'all jumped the shark. You you showed the cars.
1: Well, if you're going to do a pinball show, it should just be pinball. Right.
0: And I completely agree because I I understood the whole kind of ha ha it's cribs where you're looking at all like the food in the fridge and all that because I, I, it made me laugh. But I, I feel like it went on too long with the the food and the stuff. But I, I think it's great. Like, I hope it sticks around because I would love to get an inside peek at people's collections like that. Um, I thought I thought the actual idea was really cool. Like some tweaking just may be involved. And
1: well, that's a good feedback for him, isn't it?
0: I think so. I, I don't know. I know he listens sometimes, because every once in a while, I'll get like a sad face when I say like, I'm hashtag team Dennis or something. Zach is amazing. He is truly the busiest man in pinball. And he does so much for the community. And I mean, overall, I really liked it. It was just kind of one of those kind of I raised an eyebrow like it, it's, it's gone too far. But but I will put a link in the show notes, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, I highly recommend it. You might be mad. (laughs) You're like, you owe me 15 minutes, Lauren. I'm like, no, it's, it's wonderful. You're gonna love it. The next big piece of news. I'm super excited about this. So I gave three topics to Julie when, you know, I was like, Hey, let's confirm tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, are we not going to talk about this? And I'm like, Oh my God, I forgot. Yes. We're going to talk about that. And that is the American girls, Julie's pinball machine, which I thought was very appropriate because lady named Julie is on the show. So Julie, you have to have this pinball machine because it's actually for you. That's what I'm talking about. It's amazing. I
1: I know. I was like, it's named Julie, except she's a hippie. I'm not quite a hippie, but I'm like, and, and it's the pinball. And she says three balls to get to the high score. I was like, this is awesome. It actually works. It's so fun. I'm like, wow. I was excited because it's, it's like something for young girls and maybe that gets them to play more to play pinball. Maybe they go I wanna play a big machine.
0: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And,
1: and and maybe that stirs the younger generation to, to play. And uh it it's great for pinball. Can't be anything but good for pinball. Yeah,
0: I know. So American Girl, which has those really cool um dolls that are a little pricey but they eat, usually they have um a story linked to them about history i know that they have just regular dolls that have just are like lifestyle dolls or I, I don't know what the proper term is. American girls kind of have blew up after I was out of the doll phase, but they're very pretty. And I know it's a whole thing. So this particular doll is called Julie and Julie is a seventies flower child. And she has a bedroom like set and you can buy the whole bedroom. And of course, in the bedroom, I'm like, what child has a pinball machine in their bedroom? But all right. Um, she has a fully functional Pinball machine. the the flippers work. It has a digital scoreboard, and it I it makes sound. The whole thing, yes, it all works. Yeah, because I, I, I thought, oh, this is just for show. And then when I saw the video, I'm like, shut your face! I'm like, it works. I'm like, oh, here's my money. It's like, dang it! I was already thinking, like, well, maybe they have a coupon. Maybe I'll wait until Black Friday. But if I wait until Black Friday, what happens if they sell out? And then I would be really upset. <laughs> Um, so I'm, I'm having this moral dilemma. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And th- that if I like buy it, that I'm, it's gonna come, and my husband's gonna see the box. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Please don't question me."
1: But it's the most affordable pinball machine you can ever get. <laughs>
0: right? You know what? That's you know what I like this angle. I like <laughs> it. I think this is what how I'm gonna work it.
1: You can't even get an EM for that. A broken EM for that, right? So <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Oh, my goodness. But um, I in the show
0: notes, guys, I will include a video. It's an unboxing video from a, a young girl. I think she's like 10 or 12. She's a very popular unboxer from what I understand for American Girl. But it was the best video of somebody playing with the... She actually went through all three balls. It has a plunger, the whole thing. Uh, it, it was cool. If you have a young lady in your life or... You know what? Let's scratch that. If you have anyone in your life that likes pinball, you should get this for them because it is a super cool gift. <laughs> and this podcaster would love to give her mailing address if somebody wants to send one to me. But it's
1: named after me, so shouldn't I get one first? It's Julie's pinball machine,
0: right? You know what? That's true. Okay, y'all, if you want to get one... It is Julie's pinball machine. So, okay, first Julie, we'll get it for Julie, and then we'll, like, crowdfund me one. So, but it's adorable. I I know I'm going to get it eventually. I'm just going to break down. But my favorite part is, okay, so Julie mentioned a moment ago, like, she is like a flower child or whatever. She has her pinball outfit, and I'm using air quotes right now, and it's, like, this, like, denim on denim (laughs) thing and i'm like is it a pinball outfit i mean i guess but i'm like it's, it's like a denim vest with But you
1: know what it reminds me of it reminds me of the movie with brooke shields
0: <gasps> did you see the movie i with know the brooke way shields? yes Tilt? i think it's called yeah Tilt? so it-
1: it's really it's really bad but it's it reminds me of that because she's this young girl and she's wearing the denim with the wide legs right at the bottom and uh you know, she's got a t shirt, and I think she says, uh, I think it says tilt on her bum or something. Or I forget what it said, but it has like letters on the back. And they had like pre, like they made their own pinball machines for that movie specifically. Cause I was like, I don't know that game. And then my friend Ian said, uh, Oh, no, no, they made that just for that movie. I was like, Wow. Too bad he couldn't find that. That'd be a great collector's item. Anyway, so that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of a young Brooke Shields uh, outfit in the movie. So, which was maybe early, late 70s, early 70s. Would have been early 70s. So,
0: Yeah, it does suit it. Because I was like, well, this, I guess could be the 70s. It's very Brady Bunch-ish. It just made me laugh because I'm like, do I have a pinball outfit? I was like, well, I guess jeans and a t-shirt would be my pinball outfit. But I was like, that's a little too much denim on denim right there. I'm like, I just, I guess I couldn't have lived in the time. It's like, it's just too much.
1: <laughs> I, I'm usually, which pinball t-shirt should I wear today? What, what pinball t-shirt am I feeling today? <laughs> so that's, that's my thing.
0: It's so true. Cause I'm like, do I want to wear a do I want to wear the black one? Oh no! I'm like, I think I'm gonna wear my aqua one today. Do I want to wear my like le- local league shirt or do I want to rep somebody else? I don't know. Like, and it's funny. It's like grown like and keeps it keeps on growing. And my husband's like, "How many pinball T-shirts do you need?" I'm like, "The limit does not exist. <laughs> we we will have many, many pinball don't shirts." do say
1: they're cheaper than shoes. That's what I always think, right? Like,
0: oh, you are so full of wisdom, Julie. It's,
1: it's way cheaper than shoes. <laughs> I'm a little bit older, so maybe maybe uh, with age comes wisdom.
0: <laughs> You're like my pinball Yoda. I love it. It's like, yes. I'm like, I got I to gotta get like advice over here. So that is a must-buy. It's adorable, you guys. I will include that in the show notes. And I'll also put the Brooke Shields movie link in this. Sh- and I think it's Tilt, I'm pretty sure. But I'll put that in the show notes, too. Uh, another big thing, talking about Yoda... Um, is the reskin of Star Wars with that comic book art? So they got uh, artist Randy Martinez to do a full comic art package on the Star Wars Pro. It looks pretty awesome. What are your thoughts, Julie?
1: It does. It looks way better than the first one they did. Except it's still the Star Wars game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's the sad
0: part. Wah, wah. <laughs> so,
1: but if I, if I had bought the original game that they came out with, and then they came out with this awesome artwork, I would be pretty bummed. Because now the game that I originally bought isn't worth as much. Because the new art is going to be what everybody wants. And I think that's kind of... It's kind of a downer.
0: a little. Bit. It is. It, you know, and I, I agree. Like I saw somebody like screenshotting stuff on pin side and you see all these people trying to dump their original star Wars pro. And I'm like, Oh, and I, and I mean, I love the art package, but you're right. It's kind of a, a bummer for those who kind of got in on the star Wars early. And now you're kind of stuck with this thing that has lost a couple of thousand dollars in value, which I mean, I don't buy pinball for that, but. It's still, you know, an asset. And, and
1: most of us don't. Most of us buy it because we like how the game plays. Like, I'm not an Iron Maiden fan, but I like the game Iron Maiden because of how it plays. And, you know, I would never go, oh, I want an Iron Maiden game. I, that doesn't come to mind. But I realized that there's a huge fan base and uh, I guess maybe the licensing wasn't very expensive for them but maybe what stern could do is they could offer like a translate and you know sell the stickers to the side at a at a cheaper rate to people who already own the game and maybe that's how they kind of compensate for redesigning the game because some people really love the new artwork compared to what they had and
0: that's kind of a drag. Yeah, so. it was, it was kind of, it was a bit of a bummer. I was just, I, I, when I saw that, I'm like, well, I guess if I wanted to pick up a Star Wars Pro, but I'm like, I want the art package, I'm like, Meh. Um, but again, I'm not like Star Wars is not at the top of my list of things to buy, because I just, you know, I'm not in love with the gameplay on it. I mean, it's okay. I, I just don't, it would not be one I want to buy yeah
1: it's a complicated game
0: it's not user-friendly it's not it's not approachable
1: yeah i I feel bad for the people who own the game but like the new art package and now they're kind of what do you do right so that that, that's a bummer and somebody's making money that's all i know (laughs) somebody will buy it right yeah
0: i i I get it i mean it's that the license must have been god-awful expensive so i get that they're trying to squeeze every. The juice out of that lemon, but I would be upset if I owned a Star Wars Pro and then saw that and like, what and like, that's not cool.
1: Well, didn't they make a like a home a home edition one? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think they are trying to get the most out of that license because it probably did cost them quite a bit. And, you know, I we don't know. They don't they don't like, tell us how much a license costs. So You you don't, you have no idea, right? Like, so they're like, okay, what can we make to make more money so we can pay for this license so we can, you know, be a profitable company?
0: You know what I'm thinking? You know, we'll bring it back. They should do the mini pinball machine, like Julie's pinball machine, and people would buy that. Stern, there you go. With reskinned with the comic art. For
1: for those that can't afford... (laughs) For those that can't afford the full size go. model, we have this one for you. <laughs> no modes. Doesn't have any modes, but but it has some pop bumpers on it and, and a digital display.
0: Oh my god. Oh my god
1: i love it i love it all right last bit of news and we're,
0: this is going to be a great lead into to the stuff we're going to talk about with julie is the movement from dead flip from jack danger our friend over at Deadflip, and his whitewood that he's been working on with his homebrew pin and he i thought had the coolest little mech for a kickback
1: did you see that julie i did actually see it so i i watched it and went oh isn't that neat and then when you posted that, I said to the guys, what was that? And they said, oh, it went like this. I went, oh, that is really innovative. And uh, I I think that's really great because when you get a kickback, you don't know where the ball's going.
0: Exactly. So
1: it can go anywhere. And sometimes if the mech isn't working right, I'm, I'm thinking of super... Um, World Cup soccer, sometimes when that mech doesn't work right, it kind of just goes to the outlane. lane. Yep. You're like, oh, well, that was a ripoff. Um, so this way you don't have that mech to mess up. You get to control the ball, but you have to remember to move the flipper to get it to the flipper, right? So you have to you have to lift the left flipper so it goes to the right flipper. And uh, so it takes a little bit of skill and you have to remember to, to do that while that's happening, so I think that's great, and I hope, I hope that something like that gets picked up by a company. You know those little things that you know, like the Denisi, uh, what's the locks that he had
0: for the the reactor locks? Yeah,
1: yeah. I you know little things, little innovations like that is going to kind of bring pinball a little bit forward. I think, and uh, I, I you know we're all doing little things like. Um, you know, uh, my friend built the Nightmare Before Christmas game, Mark and City, and he'll be at Chicago also. Oh wow! Some of the little things that he did, I was like, I would never think of that in a million years. But he's an engineer, right? So he he like really thought that through, yeah, and it, it's so well designed, and it's just like. Uh, You know, you just hope that pinball companies are watching and learning and going, oh, we'd like to just, maybe they don't make the game, but maybe they go, we want that, we want to pay you for that little patent on that, that little mechanism that you created or that design or something like that. So maybe that's how pinball companies can take those things because, you know, maybe the license isn't, isn't viable. Uh, Maybe they can't afford the license you know, it all comes down to a lot of the license thing. Like, so, but it was, it was, I was like, Oh, isn't that like innovative, right? Like that just some little simple thing and nobody thought of it before. So great on him. And I I think he'll be at Chicago. So I'll get to hopefully see it in action.
0: Oh, I know. I would love to see that. And I thought I just the, the post mechanism, and I will include the video for those of you who hadn't seen it. It is on the left out lane. And essentially, when it comes um, to the end of the out lane, the post essentially kicks the ball over to the right flipper. And I, at first, I'm like, well, is that like a kickback that's there all the time? And I'm reading through the description I'm like, oh, the post comes up and down. I'm like, that's perfect. So I kudos to Senior Danger because that's pretty cool. And I completely agree. The The more that we as a community innovate, um, more players that get involved with the, the engineering and the creation side of pinball can only be good. For the community, because we're just going to come up with more things to put in all these pinball machines. So I think it's totally amazing.
1: And I I hope to see more of this, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, Julie, you are going to go to Pinball Expo. So, were you planning on going? Is it something that you go to every year? Um, Kind of break down, like, what what, have you been to Pinball Expo before? I'm going to assume yes.
1: Um. So I drove by myself. In like, I, I think it was 98, 99. It was 99 because the pinball that they were showing was the Star Wars pin 2000. Oh, okay. So I went just before that was released and uh, I drove all by myself And didn't know anything. But somebody had told me. I was at the bar playing Star Trek Next Generation. And they said, oh, you know, there's a whole expo. I'm like, what? There's a place where there's lots of pinball and you can play all day? And I was so excited. So I booked a hotel. Right at, I think it was still at the Westin. And uh, I booked the hotel. And I drove all by myself. Seven hours. And uh, yeah, oh my goodness! And I met a whole bunch of people. I didn't have a clue, and they were all like, "Oh, I have games in my basement." I'm like, "You have games in your basement?" And there was all these parts guys, and I didn't know anything about pinball, but I kn- I knew I liked it. <laughs> and I played in the tournament in a skirt. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> oh
1: my <laughs> so that was interesting like i i dressed really nicely because i didn't know um and everybody's just in a t-shirt <laughs> yeah. Aww. Um, you didn't have your julie's <laughs> pinball <laughs> <laughs>
0: outfit on is the the issue
1: so i think that was my first competition because there was like they had all the games and you just played them and the top score went on or something like that and I don't, I don't think I did very well, but I was just excited to play. And, uh, you know, somebody showed me the Big Bang Bar game and they said, oh, there's only like so many made. I'm like, why? What's going on? And they were showing me the whole game and everybody was really nice and it was really fun. And I, I met some other Canadian guys who had pinball and um, we went to the Williams factory at the time and got a tour. And then I think I went it down. Yeah. I oh, how fun. So it was, it was a big deal because I, you know, I had never kind of driven that far by myself. And I just said, oh, I want to go. So I went. And uh, I've been twice since then. So this will be the fourth time I go. I go probably every three or four years. And uh, um, I had a lot of fun last time. I actually won 100 bucks. Because I pl- I played so many nice. rounds in the B division, and so Trent Trent Augustine gave me a hundred bucks because I I made so many rounds, and I was like I was so excited because that's like a lot more money in Canadian. So I was like, "I'm rich!" And uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, I had a great time. I just had so much fun, and uh, you know, all the pin. You know, there's a lot of pinball people there, and everybody's having a good time. And, I went to the Batman, I think Batman 66 um, was released the last time and uh, went to a Batman party and it was great. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, so I'm really looking.
0: It sounds like a a big, like fun party.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, I think they've revamped it a bit and it's uh, gotten a bit better and, uh, you know, on, on. It's, it's close for me. Everybody talks about Texas, and I'd love to go to Texas, but, uh, you know, that's far away, and uh, I can't always afford to go everywhere, so you, ha- you have to kind of pick and choose, and when you can drive somewhere, it's it's a lot more affordable, so... That's why I'm going to Chicago.
0: No, completely understand. That's uh, the boat I'm in because I want to, everybody keeps on asking me, are you going to go to Expo? Are you going to go to Expo? I'm like, Ugh, it's kind of far guys. And I'm like, I'm already, you know, got Pinburg down for next year. I'm going to do TPF. I've got a couple other things. I was like, maybe I'll do Expo next year, but I, I you just got to have a pick and choose. And you're right. If it's in driving distance, it's automatically at the top of the list. Right.
1: And you know, if, if you have to take a plane, then it's a, you know, and I, I think Texas is early in the year. Is it not, is it like February or?
0: It is. It's in March. So
1: I also, I also teach at that time. So I often can't go, I can't leave. Uh, I have to kind of be in class to teach a college course. So I can't kind of skip out. Can't go, Hey, I got to go to Texas. (laughs) They frown upon that, right? I'm out guys. (laughs) I'm only teaching this short period of time. So they kind of frown upon it. And I think I had to wheel and deal to go to New York. I had to switch with another teacher. um, And it was only possible because there was three of us teaching this course. That's like four days a week. So I was able to switch a, a class with another teacher and, you know, I gave her wine. I was like, here, thank you. I can go to New York now. So, um, yeah, it's, I can't <laughs> juggle my course in January because I, I, I would love to go to InDisc also. And, uh, but I, it's always on. A yeah, that's another teaching one. And I'm like, and I'm trying to convince them to do online teaching, but <laughs> it's not
0: <laughs> That, that is the way of the future. I'm actually um, a trainer and they want everything online. I, I actually travel for work and go to places to teach and they're like, you know, chomping at the bit for me to go online. I'm like, all right, guys, all
1: right. And I think some things can be taught online. Yeah, but I, I think some things y- y- you need to have a face to face so you can kind of see if somebody's actually getting the concept you're trying to convey. Because sometimes you look at somebody and you can tell, they, it ain't going exactly. through their head, right? It's like, mm, they're not getting this. <laughs> I, I'm sure that happens a few times. Yeah, no,
0: I know. I get the, the stare. Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't
1: understand. And, you know, you have to say it six different ways or they don't click in. So Chicago is is, is such a nice, nice uh, city to go to also. And
0: uh, it's not a
1: hard drive, so... Yeah, I'm at Chicago and I'm going to bring Wonder Woman. So
0: Wonder Woman. So that's how I first found out about you. Um, I re- remember seeing all these pictures last year and I'm like, wow, this thing looks amazing. What is this all about? And I was like, Julie Dorsters, she seems like somebody I'd want to get to know. And this machine looks amazing. So tell me about the journey to bring Wonder Woman um, I, I'm still shocked that there's not an actual Wonder Woman created by a pinball manufacturer, exactly. which is ridiculous. But
1: exactly, what a great theme! And it's it's not just for us women either, right? It it it's appealing for guys. I I mean, how many games have like a woman on them, right? That is attractive, and um. So yeah, I I'm flabbergasted. There actually was one that was made. Uh, but there's only a prototype out there.
0: It was that Atari
1: prototype, right? Yeah, it was an Atari. Pr- so they had, I my buddy has a Superman and it's a huge wide, it's an Atari wide body and they made the Wonder Woman, but they didn't bring it into production. I don't know whether the company folded or um, they didn't get the licensee, who knows, right? So, um, so yeah, so they never made it. But uh, every year I've been, Probably for the past four or five years, I've been going to Allentown, Pennsylvania, and I go with this crew of uh, guys. Um, they're not—they're not necessarily the competitive types. They're more the collectors, and they go more because of the camaraderie. It's more of an event for them, and they buy—they right. buy games, they buy parts, like. The Marco guys know us like, oh, the Canadian people are here because we uh, apparently we buy a lot of parts <laughs> because for shipping it's so expensive for us. So it's more fun to go for a weekend and buy parts and bring them back, and it saves us on on like parts. So these guys, there's
0: that shipping thing is nuts.
1: It's awful. So you, if you think about something like pinballs, pinballs are heavy. oh yeah right or or pinball legs they're heavy like machine legs are really heavy so they they tend to go and they buy things and they buy these old games and they fix them up so one of the gentlemen in our group Corey cook is an awesome uh fixer of games he is he's like a guru and he fixes a lot of em games he's very good at ems and solid states he knows things Like, I'm just like, how do you remember all that? Right. He just knows all these things and he will buy a couple games and he fixes them up and then he sells them because there's not as many games in Canada. So um, we try to bring lots of games back to Canada so that Canada has lots of pinball. And uh, sometimes we have a trailer. I think we had 15 games in the trailer that we brought back between all of us and uh so yeah so I go with this group and I I've never bought a game but I buy parts and I I usually try to find prizes for the league the Marco and some of the other places will give me like stickers and things like that and we give them out at league night and for little prizes right and um there was a game there it wasn't uh this year but the year before uh electronimo and it's is a very fun game but it the theme is kind of odd like it's a it's a winged ho- like it's a pegasus horse with wings but you're like where does electronimo come from out of that and uh the back glass is usually not very good because you know it's from the 70s and uh, there was a right. Le- electronimo there and it was relatively inexpensive it wasn't free but it was like in 500 range and uh, which in Canadian is like a million dollars but I said you know maybe maybe I could get this and retheme it because what had happened was the year before one of the guys but they bought a game and they rethemed it to a speed city records game so the record store that I play at they re he rethemed it so he painted the sides, he redid the back glass and I'm actually in the game. Like he actually put a picture of me in one of the plastics and I was like, that's so cool. I want to do that. So I asked him, I said, if I buy this game, can we retheme it to something? I said, it doesn't have to be, you know, in the next couple of months, like, we can, it can be over a year. Like we can just bring it next year. And he was like, okay. So uh, I bought the game and um, I gave it to him, and I and I was actually going to do Hello Kitty at first because I'm a big Hello Kitty. Fan. Oh.
0: oh my god, Julie! Oh my gosh, you're you're my sister from another mister. I love Hello Kitty. No, I have a Hello Kitty toaster for like the longest time until very recently when it died. I was like, "Would you like Hello Kitty toast?" I love Hello Kitty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have a Hello Kitty bathroom at home with <gasps> a shower curtain, oh. soap dispenser, and the whole works. And then I actually have a Hello Kitty bike, so like a, a full size uh, California style cruiser bike. Oh my so, gosh! Uh, I do like Hello Kitty, but I I thought you know. I don't think that's going to go over well. <laughs> to no. make fun of me. If I make a Hello Kitty game, I don't think that's good. And I I just happened to think like, oh, Wonder Woman, like what a great theme. And I was like, I'm, I don't want to do the new Wonder Woman. Not that I don't like the new Wonder Woman, but I'm a seven, like, you know, I grew up with the Justice League and right. Wonder Woman on TV, Linda Carter. And we go to Vegas and we played the Wonder Woman pinball or slot machine. Yep. And I'm like, this, this is the era Wonder Woman we want. So I said, let's do Wonder Woman. He's like, Oh yeah, that's way better than Hello Kitty. I, <laughs> he was so excited that I didn't want to do Hello Kitty. So I, we actually went to Vegas and I bought a deck of cards with Wonder Woman on them of the Arab. So I went and bought comics and I talked to the the comic book guys and I said, okay, I I kind of want this era of Wonder Woman. I don't want the one with the... Because there's, there's lots of different Wonder Women in the comics. Right. Like there's lots of different styles of Wonder Woman. So I was like, I don't want the one with the giant boobs. Yeah, and no. Like, that's not my thing. So I want like 70s. And so they showed me some comics and I, I looked through it and I, you know, looked at different pictures. But then I bought this deck of cards and the images are so nice and crisp and clear. I said, we should, you know, maybe use this. So I gave him the cards and he was like, these are great because they're so clear. And, you know, we can make the plastics with some of, the, some of these images. So I, I gave him free reign. I said, this is what you need to do. You know, you you just, I want the back glass to have Wonder Woman in the center. And I want to try and keep the, because there's some mirroring with, the, um, with Electronimo. And I said, I'd like to try and keep that. Uh, so we weren't sure we were going to be able to do that, but uh, I gave him free reign and then he sent me some images. I'm like, these are awesome. And uh, so he painted the play field. You know, I bought, had to buy some new parts. I got a new digital display, new uh, buttons, new uh, drop targets, uh, just just little things. It, You know, it was mostly a pretty decent, solid game uh we had to repin the i didn't do any of it i just said can you fix this <laughs> that's what i do um but they had to repin the soundboard we had problems with the soundboard so he had to like you know he take all the little wires off put in little new pins in resolder everything and uh got it working and uh he painted the side freehand which was amazing to me and it's a it's a great it's a bit sexy But it's still a beautiful image, and I'm really happy with it. Like he did a great job. It was
0: it's classy, uh, from what I've seen in pictures. It's classy, not like some because you're right. Some of the Wonder Woman art could get a bit. I don't eh, well in my face, but I love the art on your machine. It's amazing.
1: He did a great job, and you know, I I didn't want to like pressure him too much and say, oh no, it has to be this Wonder Woman. Um, he was a little nervous about that. And I said, no, no, it's awesome. Like, and I, he, he did such a fabulous job. I was just so happy. So then I brought it to Allentown and then I bought like some new, you know, I bought some red legs, bought a red cup holder. And then I won the Wonder Woman trophy from uh, Mrs. Pin.
0: Yeah, that thing was cool.
1: And I was like, oh, I have to win this. <laughs> and, uh, so that went on top and I was like, oh, wow. You know, it's complete. Um, the only thing I'd like to do, I could add a little bit of a sound. Um, I can get some little mechanism to create uh, Wonder Woman sounds. But uh, we'll see. I, You know, it's all a work in progress, I guess. But uh, the game works great. I brought it to the CNE this year. And uh, it held up. It didn't have any issues. So I'm really happy with that too, right? Because you don't want a game that's going to break all the time or anything like that. So it, it, it's been a great game. And I play it a lot because it's a good game to learn, like, uh, flipper skills and uh, trying to uh, control a little bit and aim for specific things. And it's just an easy game to play. So it's... I only have two games and that's one of them. The other one's Star Trek. So uh, I've, I've been really happy with it. Oh my God. uh, I, I hope that, I hope that a pinball company thinks that, Oh, maybe wonder woman's a good theme.
0: Have, have you been approached by anybody because it looks amazing. And the fact that, you know, nobody's ever said, let's do wonder woman. I'm like, is it the license? I'm like, you get all these other licenses. I don't think wonder woman could be that expensive. Especially if you do go 70s Wonder Woman.
1: Well, compared to Star Wars, right? Like, compared to Star Wars. And usually if there's a slot machine, that, that license is available, right? So um, that's usually an indicator. But, um, I mean, they're not going to approach me because, I, I, I don't know, they don't want an electronimo because it's an old solid state, But uh, maybe they like the artwork. Maybe they asked my buddy to do the artwork. I don't know. Um, The back glass was done by a uh, graphics company here in town that I know. And they actually got the the mirroring on it. They used a special sticker to make the mirroring happen. So I was really happy with that because I really wanted that to be included. And uh, so that made the game for me. And uh, yeah, I was I was really happy with it, and I, I spent a bit of money, but, you know, it, it, it's kind of fun, and it's kind of neat to say, oh, I have the, the Wonder Woman game, and it's a one-of-a-kind, so that, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, no, it's an amazing theme. And I really hope it does get some notice and some traction. I just think you did an amazing job. And, and what a fun idea. I mean, I think I'm not quite there yet to kind of work on something at home. But I always think of all these themes that I want. And I'm like, you know what, the only thing way this is going to get made is if I do it myself. And I am not handy. <laughs> it's a running gag on how not handy I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I try really hard, but like, I mean, this weekend, my, the tech Mike was like, have you fixed that coil yet? I'm like, well, no, because da, da, da. and he's like, all I hear are excuses.
1: I'm like, I know, I know. I don't know how to fix a coil. I honestly don't know how to fix it. Like, so when I got it, the head comes off and you have to plug in all the little uh, connectors to the boards. And I I sent him a picture and I was like what the hell is this? And he's like they all match so he came over and he showed me and then I did it the, the second time and I didn't screw it up and I was so proud of myself cuz oh I actually connected some thing pins to the boards I'm woo I'm like getting moving right along so uh no I'm I rely on other people but I think I think that's the great thing about you know all my pinball friends they all help me and they're really good about it, and uh, you know, I usually give them. Beer. <laughs> and uh, sometimes I feed some of them, and you know, it it is a bit of a give and take. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited to bring it to Chicago, and I hope it it gets you know people like it and enjoy it, and that's what Chicago's all about.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for you. I'll hang
1: out with the homebrew guys. Yeah, the homebrew guys—they've all made these games from scratch. So I'm the one, oh, I just took a game and, like, <laughs> had somebody paint it and put some plastics in it. It's great. <laughs> you know what? You're fine. You can be with that. I, I, I'm not the special one. Yeah. No. I. You know, I'll. it's fun. It's fun. And I like to see that. I think that's a neat, neat thing. Like, all these little re-themed games, like, people, like, you know, I saw a Cleveland Browns game. I'm like, somebody loves the Cleveland Browns. So they made a game. That's a Cleveland Browns game. So I think that's kind of a little niche industry that could happen in pinball. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, they help you with graphics or they help you like pick a game to re-theme it or something of that nature. So that could, that could be a new mini industry, so to speak.
0: Oh my goodness, Julie, this has been
1: so much fun. I'm so excited. I can't
0: wait to see pictures from Expo. Uh, Well, we're wrapping up the show. And as we go into the last part of the show, since you have listened to a few episodes, you know that our, our only segment, the one we have, is called Inside the Pinball Studio, where we ask you some questions and find out more about your pinball mind. Are you ready?
1: Okay, yes.
0: All right. Question number one. What game do you love? Well, I love Next
1: Generation. Um, I also really like Deadpool. And I, I don't get to play it very often, but I, uh, every time I play it, I, I find I like it more and more. What do
0: you like about it?
1: I, I just think the fun shots, I love the, like the sword shot where you have to go all the way up and around. And I love the little call outs, the jokey. I always love jokey. Call-outs. <laughs> so um, I, I'm really excited to play Elvira because I love scared stiff. That's, that's next to next generation. That's probably my most favorite theme. And it, and it's partly because of the callouts and because it's such a fun game, it's not really complicated, but has a lot of fun, jokey things to it. And I always, I always love that about, uh, that style of pinball, like medieval madness and, uh, you know, the little call outs. They're just, it's just so fun to hear those things when you make a shot and it makes a joke with you. I think that's great. I think that's a great thing about pinball.
0: Okay. So question number two, what game
1: do you hate? Ah. Uh, It's usually like one of them random Gottlieb games that I don't understand the (laughs) rules to, and I have to play it at Pinburg. And I have, you know, it's like there's one shot, and if you don't hit it, somebody else gets like some, you know, three million score for nothing. I don't like those games, but I also don't like. I was at somewhere, and they had. Two pinball games that I love. They had a Metallica and a Walking Dead, but they weren't playing properly. So the plunger didn't work on Metallica. There was a captive ball missing. It was really it looked like it hadn't been serviced in like months. And the Walking Dead, I couldn't start the modes. Like I hit the targets down and nothing happened. Uh, and there were it was like on a code from like the original code. And I think I always hate it when you go and play a game and it doesn't work right. It's so frustrating. It's, it's like the worst thing that could happen. It's like, I put money in this and now it doesn't work. And uh, I, I think whenever that happens, that makes me sad because I know how the game should play. But what happens when somebody who doesn't play pinball is excited to play and they don't get the full impact of the game because it's not playing right. That Then they might not play pinball anymore. And that's
0: exactly what I was thinking when you were talking about that. I was like, it's not, I know how it's supposed to work. And I'm annoyed because it just ain't my quarter. But, you know, we could turn off a potential future pinballer because they're like, well, this game's a piece of junk. I don't want to play this. Like, no. Right. Like I pull the
1: plunger and the ball barely doesn't even go. Like I had to like whack it to get it to go. So somebody who doesn't understand pinball and they go up to play a game, how how sad is that, that they don't get the full, like, and Metallica is such a great game, right? Like, it's like, cool. And I, I was like, I hit the captive ball and nothing happened. And, oh, there's a captive ball missing. And the game's really dirty. So it doesn't play as nice. And so things like that really, you know, that's always bad. And it's not the game's fault. It's the operator's fault. So I'm lucky where I play, they fix the games right away. And, uh, you know, they they make sure everything works pretty good. So
0: what is your favorite pinball art? This can be um, cabinet art, play art, black glass art.
1: What is your favorite art package? Spectrum. Um, I owned a Spectrum and it's, it was drawn, it was, the art was done by a woman and uh, it's beautiful. Like, it's just beautiful. The game's really hard and it's very strange. You have to really know the game to play it. Um, and it's at Northstar in Montreal. If you want to play it, I, I sold it to, um, adam in montreal and he so it's at his bar so other people can enjoy it but it's a, it's a beautiful art package like it's just colorful and you know it's uh, vivid and yeah it's uh, it's great so that that's one of my favorites
0: yeah that is a beautiful par- art package i completely agree all right question number four what is your favorite pinball sound This can be either music, sound package, this can be uh, the sound a particular machine makes.
1: So I don't know if the, so I used to play a scared stiff and at the bar, at a bar that I used to go to. And when you had a lot of jackpots, Elvira would say, I'm having multiple jackpots. (laughs) Everybody says they don't, they, they haven't heard that. So I'm like, did he have a special code? You know how some, like I have, uh, I have funny ROMs in my um, Star Trek Next Generation. Right. So every once in a while it says, it says something really kind of off and you're like, hey, that's not how it's supposed to be. Um, <laughs> you know, like uh, Dr. Crusher says, you know, most of my patients die. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't know if that was a special, like a ROM that he put in, in that game or Maybe it was a code, but nobody else has heard that, and that that line cracks me up to this day. Like, I just think that's hysterical. So, no, that's a good one. That, that's my favorite one line. <laughs> so, all right, question. I love n- having multiple jackpots. <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't?
0: Who who wouldn't like that?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's everybody's favorite pinball sound. <laughs> Oh wait. Okay. <laughs> Question number five. What is your favorite tournament, festival, expo to play in or attend?
1: Um, I do. I do really love Pinburg because everybody goes to Pinburg, but I find I find it can be very grueling. Like it's you're on your feet every single day, and it it can be a little bit tiring. Uh, but I do I do love Pinburg. Uh, I think Expo is probably up there. Also, it's just such a fun tournament, and it's a little bit more laid back, and you don't have to play all day, all night. So that's a tough one. But and I also love New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had so much fun in New York. I have so much fun whenever I go anywhere. So it that's a really tough call. Like I I I feel like Pinburg's like the mecca. And then, um, you know, something like Allentown. I love Allentown because I go with a whole group, and it's about that experience. And then I love Expo because Chicago's fun, and because, you know, the tournament's just part of the whole, whole picture, you know, there's there's other games you can play, and, you You can talk to lots of people. You can see what new games are coming out. So that's a tough call. Depends what day it is, I guess. (laughs) And New York, you get to go to New York, right? So, and you get to eat fun pizza. Everywhere has good pizza, I guess. Um, New York and and Chicago, but. um, So are you a Chicago style fan or a New York fan? uh, Chicago style. Uh. Uh, Illuminati's. Uh, I know, but Illuminati's in Chicago is so good. It is so delicious.
0: I've heard about Illuminati's. Uh, I, my family is from Chicago. I was born there. I grew up in Texas, but uh, but I love New York style pizza. Like, and it's like blasphemous. They're like, what? And I'm like, I know, I know.
1: I, I did eat pizza almost every day in New York, so I must not have hated it. <laughs> so um, it's just different, right? But uh, the Illuminati's, oh, that was so good. It's so good. Um, I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> that's that's up there, too. So that's a, it's a tough call. Like I'm telling you, Julie, heart emoji,
0: heart emoji, because I'm like, what am I going to eat on this trip, y'all? Because I need to plan, like, my meals, and we're going to eat here, here, and
1: here. Well, there's a really good hot dog place, too. There's, That's my favorite. Uh, it's not far from the uh, the hotel, and it's a really old style, like, where you could... I can't even remember the name, but uh, I think somebody recommended it to me, and we, we really enjoyed that, too. But, uh, yeah, so so many tournaments, and all of them are fun. Isn't, isn't that... Tough, right yeah it's so it's
0: so hard like you know it's like how do you pick the best of this I mean every time somebody tells me you know this is my favorite tournament or this is my favorite event and then'm like I want to go to that
1: one too <laughs> and I'm like dang it why do I have to work why do I have a job <laughs> I know that whole working for a living it gets in the way of doing other things it
0: does it it's totally awful. does <laughs> All right, uh, question number six. What is your grail pin? This would be the pinball machine that you aspire to own or currently own. What would be like the one pinball machine you want more than anything?
1: Well, I have I have one of them. So uh, that's, a, that's a tough one. There's so many to choose from. Um, I want them all, but <laughs> w- except for the, those few Gottliebs I don't like. <laughs> Like Shack Attack. Ugh. Oh, um, what pinball machine is my holy grail? Um, I'd probably want a de- a, a Deadpool, or I'd probably want the new Elvira game because I really like Elvira, and I I think that would be a great game to to own. So I'll say Elvira. All right, I like that. I like that something something new. It looks fun, and it probably has some great callouts. So yeah, I'll I'll take Elvira. All right. I take that over. Just put everything else. Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Question number seven. Who would you most like to play head to head? This can be in a competition or just somebody you enjoy playing with that you have played with or that you would like to play with. Oh, <laughs>
1: um, I that's, oh, that's so tough. I, I didn't think of who. To- <laughs> <laughs> I've played with a lot of people. So, um, and I find when I play somebody who's a really good player, it makes me a better player. Like, I learn things from them. And and I think that's really great. Um, I think Jason Wordrick from Chicago, he's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. But uh I played with him years ago in a tournament in Michigan and I didn't realize like the level of play that all these guys were at. And I was just like playing and they've really taught me a lot of stuff. So I, th- I think he's, he's fun to play with and I, I've had chats with him and he, he knows a lot of stuff and he's given me tips on games. So I think I'd like to play head to head against him and uh, have some fun and uh, hope hope I win which you know would be a tough call but <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that would happen but anyway um yeah I I love playing with everybody um oh I like that no I do I, I I enjoy playing with just about everybody I you know my pinberg uh I I had some really good rounds this year and uh uh, I met a lot of people and then there were some people I knew and some I didn't. So I always find it's, it's fun to meet all the pinball people. And uh, I'm always happy when I'm playing pinball always. So same, same.
0: Yeah. All right. Final question. What, and it's kind of hard cause you, you have the wonder woman, but Maybe besides Wonder Woman, what is your dream theme? What is the theme that you would like created by a major pinball manufacturer that has not been in production?
1: Uh, I think top of my list is Princess Bride. Oh, my gosh! Yes. We are best friends. That's my number one. And then, and then there's a Canadian show called Trailer Park Boys. And, uh, it's very Canadian. Okay. I've not but, seen that. And, uh, <laughs> they, they, they live in a trailer park and it's pretty entertaining. And, and I think that would be a fun theme. Um, I, I don't, I don't think that would, I think somebody I know would have to make that game, but there could be a lot of fun things to that game. Um, if, if they ever made it, cause trailer park boys are just hilarious. And uh, I, a- I want to say I've seen that like on YouTube
0: or something like I've seen clips from that because it just sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, I think it's on Netflix now. Um, there's a lot of alcohol, a lot of um, pot smoking. There's some very Canadian things and then very just like, you know, trailer things. But it, it's just fun. And I, I don't I don't know that that will ever happen. But I think the Princess Bride, I think that's more feasible. And I think it would be. A, it like, is. How, how awesome would that be, right? Like, there is so much you can do with the Princess right. Bride, and
0: they—they they being the pinball manufacturers—are all about going back to the well. They want like, hey, we got to go get like an older theme or a classic theme. I'm like, everybody loves the Princess Bride. Didn't you see a couple of weeks ago people were about to like, you oh, know, carry to torches and pitchforks?
1: Yeah, they wanted. Yes, to they wanted it, to like either it.
0: reboot it or something. I'm like, what are you talking about? How can you redo that? You can't. It was, it was just too good. It was perfect. Like they actually show that movie in film school on how to make a perfect movie. <laughs> it is the Princess Bride. It's like it's used to teach people. But to me, there's so much you can do with that theme. Like if I mean, for those of you who have not seen the Princess Bride. I'm sorry, you need to...
1: How can nobody see that?
0: I don't know, but I, every once in a while, I'll meet somebody.
1: <laughs> Get out from under your rock. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> Get out from under your rock.
0: What kind of sad life are you living? I'm like, oh, no. So, okay, for, for everybody else, I mean, you could have, like, I'm thinking, like, you could have, like, a couple of different play, like, a, a lower play field that could be, like, the fire swamp. And that would be, like,
1: one part. <gasps> yeah, yeah, where they did the torture thing. Oh through the oh through the tree. Oh man, there's so many things. Yeah, no, you could do like a couple of things like, you know, and then like inconceivable. Just say inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then I like, you, you know, killed my father prepared prepare to, to die. die, right? Like
0: yeah. And then I, you know, Miracle Max could be like the wizard mode or something, you know, I, I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Listeners. I just got like super excited because I'm like, no one's going to ever say my theme. Everybody says other stuff, but I'm like the princess bride is my favorite movie. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, it's awesome. It is. And I think it
0: would make a great thin pinball game. May,
1: maybe the license is too hard to get. I don't know.
0: And and this is, like, if you're going to do it, with the exception of, like, Andre the Giant, like, most of them are still around. I'm like, you could probably get some voices for this if you didn't use the movie sound or whatever. But, I mean, come on. It's like, uh. (laughs) ah.
1: They should listen to us because we're so smart.
0: We are. I don't know why. You know what, Julie, we're going to start a consulting firm, (laughs) a pinball consulting
1: firm. The Texas Canadian connection. That's what it's going to be. It's <laughs> a great idea, actually. So here's my question to the pinball manufacturers. When you, when you think of a theme, you know, it, I know you think, okay, do they have a fan base? I mean, Star Wars, that's a no brainer to do. Like, I would have taken that theme too, right? Because there's so many Star Wars fans. But when you take a theme like, like Willy Wonka, I think that's a great theme, but don't you go in front of people or ask around, like, what do you think about that theme? What do you think? Do you think that'd be a good idea? Right? Like, don't you have, like, um, you know, when, when they have a movie, like they first show it and they have a, uh, what do they call that? They have, like, people, they check the demographics, right? Like, what demographics are attracted to this? Um, you know, what age group? Is it more women, more men? You know, what, what kinds of, um you know what kinds of demographics are attracted to this what ones didn't like it what didn't they like about it you know all those things like don't they do that like i mean you could just put a thread on pinside and everybody would answer it whether it's oh yeah right like it would be so easy to do I don't know. I,
0: I I don't know anything about licensing. And I know, I, I always hear how difficult that is. So I get that. But it's like, you know, it seems like nobody, they don't ask anything. They, This is my perception, y'all. But it's like, it's a done in a vacuum. Like I'm like, all of a sudden, they're like, what do you mean you guys don't like this theme? Like, did you ask anybody?
1: <laughs> now, I have to say, a lot of the recent themes have been pretty decent. And, you know, definitely, they have that's been. a good True. theme. Star Wars is a pretty good theme. The Star, the star Trek Stern Star Trek was great. Um, Jurassic Park, I thought, was really well done. Yeah, I, I think that's a good theme. And I think that is, will appeal to a broad range of people. I know one guy in our league already bought it, and he was so excited about it. And, uh, you know, it actually, it plays really, it's a really fun playing game. So, uh, And some people don't care about the theme. They care about more how it plays. And, you know, so all those things have to come together to make a great pinball machine. So um, I think they have the gameplay down pretty good. And, you know, you just hope that the next theme is going to be a good one. And, you know, that they've asked around, I guess. I don't know. Um, but I think they go and they look for a license and they see what they can get and then maybe go from there. And you don't know if they've bought other licenses and they just haven't decided to make the game yet.
0: That's true. They could just be sitting on something. They could be sitting on something. seriously, if any of you are sitting on The Princess Bride, please make it. Get going. I mean, (laughs) seriously. Get going, right?
1: (laughs) How fun would that be? I just think it would be great. Oh, yeah, no.
0: Um, Julie, if I haven't fangirled over you enough, um, I have loved having you on the show. You are my sister from another mister. Because um, you cracked me up. I had
1: <laughs> Well, hopefully someday we'll, we'll be at the same tournament and we can hang out.
0: We are totally going to have to hang out sometime. But I have totally enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Julie, for somebody who wants to find out more about you and your Wonder
1: Woman machine and all that jazz, where's somewhere they can reach out to you? Uh, Facebook's the easiest. I'm a Facebooker. Uh, so I do have an Instagram account. I think it's under my name with RMT at the end. Uh, that's my, my title. Um, is it Julie Dorse Jay Dorsey's RMT? Is that what I said? Um, I will be hosting a tournament. Uh, I'm co-TDing a tournament in December. Oh, fun. It's at player one in Mississauga. And it's on December 15th. So there's two tournaments. There's a flip frenzy and then there's a women's fair strike tournament. It's $40, whether you play just the main tournament or you play, uh, both tournaments. And if you just want to play the women's tournament, it's $10. So there'll be, it's called a fair strikes tournament for the ladies. And there's tons of, it's with a pinball profile. It's his world tour. Jeff Teolis World Tour. Oh, fun! And there's tons of prizes. Yeah, so Comet Pinball, Deep Root Pinball, Jersey Jack, Metzel Stern Pinball, there's Project Pinball Charity, Raffle Ticket, uh, Pin Stadium Lights, there's all sorts of prizes. So, oh, that sounds really amazing! Yeah. And I've been asked to co-TD, so I really, you know, I really want to get it out. And I want lots of women to play. I really want more women to play. We don't have a women's league here because my city isn't really big enough to sustain that. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, in Toronto, I think there could be a lot more ladies that go and we're not far from Buffalo um, or even Michigan. So I hope lots of ladies will come out and play.
0: So ladies, you've, you've heard the call. You've, come on out in December and support, uh, be part of the Jeff Teola's Pinball Profile World Tour. And those are a lot of great um, organizations and just things to support and great prizes. I'm excited. Like I'm all, I'm like, oh, it's too far away, but I'm so sad. I'm like, maybe I'll be near <laughs> Canada in December. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's only but a flight away. It's only a flight away. It's only a flight away. Oh my goodness.
1: It's like
0: a six hour flight, I think. Oh. It's like
1: going to Europe
0: from here. Julie, thank you again. We'll put all of the links about the things we talked about in the show notes. I do want to take a moment to say congratulations to our friends, the Moretti's, the owners of the Flipper Room out in California. You guys might remember Mike Moretti is the dad of Anna Moretti, and she was our first official little flip. And they are forming the Little Flippers, like an official youth league.
1: I actually saw that on Facebook today.
0: Yeah, so they just announced that today. I actually, I I was like, I almost forgot my pinball exclusive because I asked Mike, can I announce this? He's like, yeah, sure. Um, I don't have a ton of details, but it is an official thing. My my thought is that it's going to be like bells in the sense that, you know, they'll be kind of the overarching, you know, organization, but there'll be lots of chapters in different cities. Um, I'm very excited about it. I'm very big on getting kids into pinball because we got to have somebody carry it on and, you know, take pinball into the next generation. So uh, I am super excited about it. And big congratulations to the Moretti family for kind of getting this started. And I know we have a youth league here also called the Little Flippers. And we're, we're trying to sort stuff out, but we're excited about it. Um, to have a more formally recognized, you know, nationwide, possibly, you know, organization for youth pinball. So, yay! And kind of on a, of a sad note, um, we do want to give um, our thoughts and our our love to Carrie Wing. She was on the show a few weeks ago, and and unfortunately, her dad passed away. Um, so, I just wanted to say, Carrie, we are thinking about you, and um, much love and thoughts and prayers go out to your to you and your family. So. Um, but I just wanted to kind of take a, a quick moment to say that to her. But uh, again, Julie, thank you for being on the show. If you guys like the show, if you don't like the show, if you would like to talk about the Princess Bride, please reach out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Backbox Pinball Podcast at gmail.com. I do read my emails. You can always message me on Facebook and on Instagram. Facebook and Instagram, it's Backbox Pinball Podcast. Again, guys, thanks so much for taking us with you and keep flipping